the NBA Gambling Podcast, part of the Sports Gambling Podcast Network, is brought to you by BetQL. BetQL is your home for all the info you need to make yourself a smarter, better. NBA, college basketball, and the NHL, they got you covered on all the sports. Just go to BetQL.com, promo code SGP30. That's BetQL.com, promo code SGP30 for 30% off. We're also brought to you by Better Than Vegas. Better Than Vegas is the home for avid sports bettors providing insights, analysis, and free betting picks. Better Than Vegas, it's like YouTube for sports betting. Make sure to subscribe to our page so you never miss a pick. SportsGamingPodcast.com slash BTV. That's SportsGamingPodcast.com slash BTV. And finally, we're brought to you by Better Edge. Better Edge is a stock exchange for sports bets, allowing you to buy and sell betting positions like a stock market. The best part is it allows you to bet with no VIG. That's right, no VIG betting that's legal in 40 states. Sign up at betteredge.com, promo code SGP, for a free $10 bet. That's B-E-T-T-O-R, edge.com, promo code SGP. Hello and welcome, DGENs, to the NBA Gambling Podcast. It is February the 17th 2021 uh this is episode what 126 or 126 i don't even know i'm I'm losing count i'm your host ryan rich fat baby mckee and i'm joined by zach swiss bank broner zach how you doing i'm doing good man it's you know i'm very motivated off that brooklyn nets second half comeback last night i love i love the damn it i was so pissed at that I love the Nets. I don't really know why. I, I'm I'm supposed to be a Knicks fan, but I I really I, I really am, am enjoying this Nets this Nets team. I think they have a very very. Uh, I I really want to see all three of these stars succeed. So I I had a lot of fun watching James Harden lead that comeback in the second half. Um, and yeah, the, I think the NBA regular season has been phenomenal so far this year. So there's been a ton of good games. I know we haven't talked about a week, but. I'm glad to be back on the pod. Yeah, absolutely. It's been a great season. I was real pissed off us. Well, I'll tell you the truth. I fell asleep at halftime thinking that the Suns were going to roll because they rolled the entire first half. And uh, I woke up around 3 a.m. and checked my phone. Motherfucker. I couldn't fall back asleep for like two hours after that because I was so mad. I was like watching the highlights. Oh, Jesus. So anyway, uh, but the Suns, hey, still looking good. Just uh, totally collapsed against James, uh, a force like James Harden last night. Sometimes you can't beat him. He's just such a stud going to the rim over and over again. Yeah, yeah. And, and obviously the the assists have been crazy and Bruce Brown's playing well and Joe Harris is playing well. So I'm, I'm a big fan. Yeah. Uh, okay, so uh, today we're going to be, what we're going to do, we're going to do quick picks for Wednesday night's Four of Wednesday night's games is a huge slate tonight. So we're doing the four late games. Zach and I are going to talk about them. Pick sides for each. Mention any totals or player props we like for those games. Then we're going to preview uh, the three games that are on Thursday. It's a, it's a, a low slate tomorrow with only three games. And then at the end of the podcast, I'm going to talk to George Brooks. You know her from our Better Than Vegas video channel. She's making uh, picks every week on that. And she's going to talk to us about the Toronto Raptors, Miami Heat, and Orlando Magic. Uh, We're calling it Fucked in Florida or uh, Fade Florida, whatever you want. The three teams in Florida, we're going to talk to her about those. So, um, and I did mention that... uh, on Monday's podcast, if you missed it, I I got a job at the Action Network, and so I'm only going. I'm not going to be able to host this podcast every day. I'm going to move to like a once a week uh, schedule, and we're going to have kind of a rotating cast of hosts. Zach will be taking on more. Moonoff will be around. We've got a couple other guys we're going to work in, and then George Brooks will be working in as well. Zach, what do you think about that? Yeah, it sounds good. I know. Um... The, the slack's been blowing up recently, so we got a lot of people that are interested. I know Moodoff's been on absolute fire with the player prep, so it's been fun to uh, build the community. Absolutely, absolutely. Um, it's been exciting. Yeah, we we've really grown on the NBA Slack. So go to sg.pn/slack if you're not already a member. If you're listening to this <laughs> podcast and you're not a member of our Slack, you're really missing out on a big part of it. There's so many picks going up. Everybody is giving out a 
great picks or kind of give out their best bets. And we go from there. We all win together. We all lose together. But we're winning more often than we're losing, especially with Munaf's picks. Not so much for my picks last night. Boy, I was on a hot streak until last night. And I I think I ended up losing like six units or something last night. No, it was not good. That's tough. That's tough. <laughs> All right. Well, let's move on uh, to talk about our quick picks for tonight. We're going to start with the Brooklyn Trailblazers at the New Orleans Pelicans. Pelicans favored by three. I'm seeing a total of 236. I believe that's the highest total on the slate tonight. These are going to be back-to-backs for both teams. Portland are 2-2 two and two against the spread on back-to-back so far this season. Pelicans are 1-2 and two against the spread on back-to-back so far this season. Portland has been red hot. Five-game winning streak against the spread and straight up. I talked about this on the uh, locker room last night. I thought that Portland is going to cool off with all their injuries, but they've just been rolling. What's going on with Portland, Zach? Yeah, it's been it's been crazy. And last night's game was also interesting. How they they built up a big lead. OKC came back, and then and then Portland was able to close them out. Um, they've been playing really inspired basketball. I think. I mean, we were saying over the past few weeks, how we don't know what to make of this Portland team. Now they've quietly run. They have won what five, six in a row here. Five. Yeah. Five in a row. Yeah. And I think you've seen the comments coming out around this team that they, they think that some of these injuries have been somewhat of a blessing in disguise because it's allowed guys like Gary Trent, Nas little and Ant Simons to really step up into being role players for this team. And they've all kind of taken that opportunity and ran with it. All three of those guys were in double digits last night. Gary Trent, especially, um, you know, he he uh, reportedly turned down a contract extension offer this summer from from Portland. That's looking like a good decision because this guy's a stud. Um, he's really, you know, gone out and and earned hopefully a bigger deal. Uh, you know, he, this guy can shoot it, plays great defense, always plays hard, really good compliment to Dame. And then, you know, with that obviously you got to mention Dame here. He's been awesome closing games, carrying this team. Um, again, you know, last night, plus 17, 31 points, 10 assists, seven boards. Um, so really impressive in Portland. And I think they're kind of the forgotten team in the West. I think people want to talk about Phoenix, Denver, and Golden State um, behind that uh, that Utah, LA, LA top tier. Um, but San Antonio and Portland both kind of just hanging around and, and making themselves be heard in the Western Conference standings. Yeah, it's really interesting. I think people expected Portland to fall off when Nurkic went out because they struggled so much without Nurkic last season. And then um, and then on top of McCollum going out after he was started off the season playing so well, uh, red hot from three, he looked like he took another step and then he goes out. Um, But yeah, I really actually I, I understand what you're saying. This the injuries look a bit like a blessing because I was surprised at the start of the season when Gary Trent wasn't starting and they started Derek Jones Jr. Right. As the starting three. And, uh, and now like Trent is getting so much more time to play and he looks as good as he did in the bubble. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, he, he's just, he's a really solid player. And once they get CJ back, I mean, see, remember CJ was also playing some of the best basketball of his career prior to his injury. So they have, and then you get Nurk back too. Mello's been good. So, there is a lot to like about this Portland situation right now, and they're going to be battle-tested, you know, heading into the playoff push. Absolutely, and we have to talk about the other side of the ball, too. Pelicans, they scored 144 on Memphis last night in no overtime. Zion had 31 points, 13 from 16 from the floor. Just looked like a fucking stud. Uh, I think the Zion thing is finally playing out. What do you think? Yeah, yeah, I think that it's been a it's been a really hot couple of weeks for Zion. He's looking like just uber efficient. Like, you know, he always has these like 10 of 12, 13 of 16 last night, you know, tw- it's got like doesn't really miss shots because he doesn't really take any bad shots. He's just like flying to the rim for a layup most of the time or, or a dunk. Um, yeah. So and this all I mean, it's funny. They're only 12 and 15. That's a little surprising. I feel like they've been playing pretty well. Um, well, they yeah. had a real cold streak. In yeah. January, and now they've been starting to bounce back. Yes, and and the emergence, uh, they, they, their rotation has changed a little bit. You know, a guy like Willie Hernan Gomez has come in, really stabilized that second unit. He's been playing really well, so that's kind of a interesting development story in New Orleans. 
Kyra Lewis starting to play Josh Hart also playing really well. He had 27 and nine last night. He's been continuing yep. to put up big numbers. So lots of like about both these teams um, coming Sneaky into the game of the night, I think for this one. Yeah, that's good. It's going to be, it's going to be a great game. And I think potential for a lot of offense here. Um, I, it, who do, is Gary Trent going to guard Zion? It's Covington going to, I guess, Derek Jones and Covington are good options. Um Maybe stick tramp on Covington will probably draw that assignment more often than not. Yeah. And, and, and Robert Covington's a guy who's been really struggling this year. I think that's kind of an underrated part of the Portland story. And they've obviously been able to bypass it, but remember they traded I mean, his two first offense. Round. He's still pretty good on defense. It's just his offense has really struggled. I think they expected a lot more from him as a three, the, you know, he's a three and D guy, but they expected more of the three part. Yeah, and he's he's averaging seven points this year. They traded two first round picks for this cat, and you know he's shooting thirty three percent from three. That's not really good enough, especially given that he gets quality looks off of Dame's penetration. Um, so, yeah, wh- wh- where are you leaning this game? We got New Orleans minus three at home. I I'm gonna lean with New Orleans just because it's a back to back, and they have traveled back home. The New Orleans, uh, the, whereas the Trailblazers have to travel to Pelicans, Portland five in a row um i i feel like their win streak has to be snapped at some point soon because as good as they are i they're just not that deep of a team um so i am leaning pelicans but if i if i'm putting a bet on it i kind of like the over even though it's 236 uh 10 of portland's last 14 games have gone over they're 18 8 and 1 on overs for the season and we know the pelicans have been the best over team in the league so uh, I expect a lot of points. This is going to be a real offensive game. I like the over 236. Yeah, I, I like that too. I actually expect this game to be played in the 120, something around there. So that would make a lot of sense. I, I would like that. I lean to that over too. Um, I probably would go New Orleans minus the three here. I think mm-hmm. I think they have a lot of size and, you know, it, can can they throw Lonzo on Dame to try to slow him down? I don't know. That'll be a big test for, for Zoe. Um, but yeah, I think Port- New Orleans has a matchup. I think I think this could be a big game for Zion, especially with you look at the lack of depth for Portland in the front court. They really they have Ennis Canner. That's about it. They don't bring a true center off their bench. Um, so I, you know, I think Bledsoe a matchup with Dame, don't you? Yeah, Bledsoe on Dame. That's that, that's true. I overlooked that. Um, but yeah, I, I expect the big time Zion game here. So maybe Zion points uh, could be a good player prop look. I don't have the number in front of me, but you know. Ennis Cantor is the only guy above six nine that that gets minutes for this Portland team, and off the bench, the biggest guy they bring in is Mello. <laughs> so, yeah. so I think that the Pelicans could feast inside here. I absolutely like Zion here. As hot as he's been. Moving on, we have uh, the Oklahoma City Thunder at the Memphis Grizzlies. I'm seeing Grizzlies minus six and a half. Seeing a total of two twenty four. These are back to backs, also for both teams. Actually, those two, the two teams we were just talking about, were their opponents last night uh, for both of these. So, um, Memphis are two and one so far this season on back to backs against the spread, and OKC one two and one. I'm going to apologize right off the top for the Al Horford love last night that we talked about in the locker room. Uh, he had been a points and assist monster with the starting guards out. But he really sputtered last night, really struggled, uh, didn't hit his props. So, again, sorry about that. Um, OKC are four and one against the spread in their last five, though. Uh, and oddly enough, they are way better on the road, 11 and three against the spread on the road. And they proved that again last night as the home underdog because they've been horrible at home, four, eight and one at home against the spread. I don't know why, but this OKC team is weird because they were the best against the spread team on the road last season, even though it's a completely different team, different coach. And this season, uh, they're close to five. uh, And they were last season close to 500 against the spread at home. So it's carried over as a they've been a great against the spread team on the road. Horrible at home. They're on the road tonight. I'm liking them plus the points. What do you think, Zach? Yeah, it's been, it's been kind of incredible to see what uh, Mark Dagnalt, is that how we say it? Yep. <laughs> it's been pretty awesome what he's done with this OKC team. I, I did notice I was perusing a, the, the, the NBA internet, and I saw that Bill Simmons had a take that the Thunder are too good. 
and that they should be trading away Shea Gilgis. And yeah, uh, no, he was talking about that on the recent podcast. Yeah, which which is which is hilarious because remember this team was supposed to be this OKC team was supposed to be probably the worst team um, since the process Sixers, right? With all these picks they've accumulated, they basically traded away anyone with merit. Um, but yeah, they've been they've been really. Uh, I mean, what they did in that three game sequence against LA, the Lakers back to back, and then the Nuggets, just really impressive. So I think, yeah, I think I like OKC plus a seven here. Um, I think this is, this is, they've been really competitive. Shea Gilders is still out, but they're finding ways to score and they're finding ways to play hard. Um, you know, Lou Dort putting up, putting up numbers last night, Hami Diallo, Isaiah Roby. I, I like some of the names on this team. Absolutely. And Memphis has hit a real cold streak after they overperformed when Ja went out. And then Ja has come back. They're two and six against the spread in their last eight games. Uh, last night, they got blown out by New Orleans, despite uh, Morant going 28, seven and 28, seven and eight. Um, he looked awesome, but it's just not enough help without Triple J, Bain and Melton. The latter two might be back tonight so that is something to watch uh the total has gone over in their last five games so might want to look at the total a little lower than the the first total i gave out at 224 um probably not a lot of defense being played tonight what uh any thoughts on memphis yeah i mean i i think definitely a disappointing effort from them last night um i don't really know what to make of this team obviously they they haven't played as much as other people given their covid pause um, but I could definitely see them lending themselves to the over, right? Obviously let up 144 last night. So, um, and, and put up 113 of themselves. So I think, I think the over could be a good look. Um, don't really know where I'm at with this Memphis team. I think they're kind it's kind of similar to last year, right? Where they're, they're like a fun, their record is kind of fun, but it's not really clear how good they actually are. And it's like, you know, Jaron's still out obviously. So lot, lots of questions on this Memphis team. Yeah. Uh, so we're both leading Thunder plus the points. Uh, yeah, I'm leading Thunder plus the points and leaning over. Okay, moving on to uh, Heat at the Warriors. I'm seeing the Warriors favored by one right now. I'm seeing a total of 223 and a half. Looks like Goran Dragic is still going to be out tonight. Uh, Avery Bradley still out. Uh, Heat are four and nine straight up on the road. They've really had their issues against winning teams. Uh, they're three and nine against the spread in their last 12 games. The under has hit five of their last seven. They just cannot put up points. They are allowing in the top 10 of allowing fewest points to opponents uh, all season. And that was without Butler's defense for most of it. Um, and they somehow lost to the Clippers without Kawhi and PG on Sunday. Uh, just, I don't know what's going on with this Miami team. What's the problem, man? Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I, I think they're they're the classic team where you keep expecting them to get right, and then they have just terrible losses, like the game where, you know, like you mentioned, they just lost to a PG and Kawhi-less uh, Clippers team. I, I, I don't really know what the problem is with this Heat team. I mean, Jimmy, w w Jimmy's been good when he's been in, but they just can't really s seem to be able to find their footing. I don't really know. What are, what are you seeing with them? I think they're really hard to figure out. It seems like... Jimmy has been playing all-star caliber since he's been back and Bam has been playing all-star cal caliber the whole time this season. He's taken a step forward. His outside shot even looks better. He's improved upon his game. Most areas of his game. It just seems like the role players that really stepped up for them in the bubble last season and that we couldn't stop talking about, they've all kind of been flat. And uh, I think a bigger thing is Dragic has been out a lot of the season. Yeah, they, they haven't gotten that true. And I think it's important to mention, like you said, Dragic was like a stud in the bubble in the playoffs. Like he was basically a third star. He was star. their top scorer until the finals. Yeah, he was basically a third star and he was like getting 20 points and he was especially able to operate in the fourth quarter and get you buckets. And, you know, keep in mind, they, this was a tie game going into the fourth quarter against the Clippers and the Clippers took that fourth quarter without a star on the floor. You know, Marcus Morris was had 32 points and he was balling, but you know, they, the heat weren't able to close. I think it's really interesting. If you, I don't, I don't think many people would, would guess that Tyler hero is averaging 17, six and four. I think that's kind of surprising. He's been Everybody pretty quiet. expected him to take a big step this year after he took a big step in the bubble. Yeah. I mean, but isn't that kind of a big step? I mean, he, he's putting up good numbers. I don't, I don't, I don't know. I, I wouldn't have guessed that that would be his, his slash averages. 
Duncan's been up and down. Obviously, teams are much more keyed on him this year, still shooting 39% from three on really tough attempts. So his spacing's still there. But yeah, I think Goron is definitely a missing piece. But turning the attention to this game, I, I think this is a good, really good spot for the Warriors. I mean, they're at home coming off a blowout of the Cavs. Um, and I just don't think we can trust the Heat right now, especially on the road, um, you know, at a playoff team. This team is 11 and 16. I don't really know... Um, what is to like against them over the Warriors outright? So I, I, I like the Warriors a lot, minus one. Um, and, yeah, and think the it's Warriors a, seem to be figuring themselves out a little bit. Yeah, I think I, I agree. I mean, the schedule has been light last five games. They've, they've been able to, able to stack up some wins. Obviously got blown out by Brooklyn. Um, but yeah, I think they are starting to figure themselves out. Draymond Green has been ridiculous. Uh, this is what, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven straight games where he's led the team in assists had eight plus assists in all of them. Six of the seven were in double digits. So I don't know what the Draymond assist prop is going to be. I know it's been a cash cow. Um, seen it in the slack every now and then. So Draymond assist could be a good look for tonight. And yeah, they, they are starting to figure themselves out a little bit. I think they are realizing that even if they figure themselves out, they're still not a top tier West team, right? Like the version of figuring themselves out is still somewhere probably fifth through seventh in the West. Yeah. Absolutely. They are getting their, oddly enough, with the Weissman and Looney out, their defense has gotten better. They're only surrendering uh, 105 points in or less in four of their last five games. And that's been with Looney and Weissman out. So they are uh, starting to get their defense, something they were known for in their, you know, when they had their star teams. Um, and the under is hit, the total under is seven in their last 10 games. I think this is a real defensive matchup tonight with uh, Miami. That's the only thing they do well so far this season is play defense also. So not a lot of points I, tonight, although I could see Steph going off and then the Draymond assist prop, as you said. Yeah, I could definitely see Steph going off. I mean, I think, you know, who's really going to, who's really going to be able to lock up Steph here? Is it, is it Tyler hero? I don't really know. I mean, maybe Kendrick Nunn, but I don't, yeah, I don't see, I don't, I don't see that. So up with them. Yeah. Um, I, I, I think I just, I, yeah, I think the, the Warriors are the kind of team. I mean, I think, I think like, like you said, they're starting to figure it out. I think you can trust them in a spot like this, right? I think they figure it out kind of where their floor is, you know, they're not, they're not this wholly unpredictable team that could get blown out by Detroit on any given night or, or be beat anybody. You know, I think they kind of are becoming a, a much more predictable asset in, in the market. Absolutely. Moving on to the last game we're going to preview for Wednesday night, the red hot Utah jazz minus five at the LA Clippers taking a total of two twenty six. Uh, Utah won their first meeting on new year's day, one Oh six to 100 Utah seven and Oh, against the spread in their last seven. Uh, the over has hit six of uh, their last nine games, uh, eight, won the last eight games straight up haven't lost since January 31st uh, when they lost to Denver. I'm seeing that Mike Conley is actually listed as questionable tonight. So he might be back. Uh, I'm sure they're going to err on the side of caution with him though. And uh, I'm seeing Batum is already ruled out as is PG, but Kawhi is questionable. Um, any reason not to take the jazz here tonight? No. And I'm looking at the situation right now saying, I think the, I mean, I don't really see is is Kawhi gonna play tonight? I mean, I I I might want to take questionable right now. I don't yeah, know. but like I I I think the Jazz are probably worth taking right now. Obviously, the pod will take some time to drop, but I I like the Jazz here. I mean, look, I I've, the one thing I can confidently say has been my best aspect of this NBA season was I feel like I called the Jazz wagon early. I've literally bet mm -hmm. on them every single game of this win streak. I think, or maybe like fifteen out of the eighteen. Um, so it's been fun and they've been, and yeah. I'm not, I'm not jumping off the wagon now. I mean, they're blowing everybody out. They're just so good. feels like they've been home every game too, or they, they played four straight at home, uh, tonight, I guess they're on the road. Um, but no reason to, no reason to slow down. If Conley's out, uh, Joe Ingles points, rebounds and assists has been, has been really, uh, doing well. This is a guy he stepped up into that point guard role. So if Conley's out, I would like that, uh, again, tonight. Um, and Jordan Clarkson, what did he have 40 the other night? I mean, yeah. that guy has just been insane. 
a quiet, uh, one of the quietest forties of all time. I, I, and I will give a shout out to the uh, NBA influencer cast on league pass with Nate Duncan and Danny LaRue has been very fun. They do one game a week. They mm-hmm. have this jazz Sixers game and they were talking, you know, Jordan Clarkson is just sneaky, like a lethal scorer. Um, I mean, it's not sneaky at all. He, he's so good. And, had a quiet 40, eight of 13 from three, and it doesn't really feel selfish, 40 in 29 minutes. Um, so really, really impressive stuff. He's and, absolutely running away with six men of the year. Unless he gets yeah. injured, I don't see him losing it. Yeah, there's no one else, and there's no there's no Lou Will this year. There's no – I mean, there is Lou Will, but he hasn't been the same guy. There's not as much of a Trez impact. Iguodala, no. you know, who had been the trendy guy, he's not really doing anything um, – yeah, I mean, and Clarkson's been that good, right? He's averaging, what, 18, 18 off the bench and not been inefficient at all. Um, so I can see him. He hasn't really been talked about, but I can see him uh, most improved player as well. Yeah, I mean, Mike Conley's obviously, you know, the better candidate from the Utah Jazz. <laughs> you and Mike Conley. <laughs> no, I'm joking. I, I, I agree. <laughs> you two should get a room already. <laughs> Just reaching out to Conley. Hey, buddy. Um <laughs> I mean, I it, not to distract, but I think the NBA would do well to have a like a come. I know the NFL it kind of divides between the comeback player of the year, which is more for a veteran, and the most improved, which is in the NBA is much more for like a younger player. So I, I wish there was some sort of award that could reward a guy like Conley who's been a stud. But yeah, getting back to this game, I think Herculean effort, obviously, for the Clippers to beat the Heat uh, without without Kawhi and PG, but. The Jazz are, are a different animal, so I, I, I like the Jazz here. And we're going to take a quick break for a word from our sponsors, and we'll be right back. Want to get an advantage over the sportsbook when it comes to betting? You need to download BetQL, the only app you need to make smart bets. BetQL has sharp data for college basketball, NBA, and the NHL. So if you want an inside edge for who the pros are backing, you need to check out BetQL. Plus, they have tons of sportsbook offers for your state. Head to the App Store or Google Play Store now to download the BetQL app. I'm looking at their site right now, and they have uh, sharp data up for the Knicks Magic game. They have that money going heavily on the Knicks with sharps, um, and the public money is going on the Magic. That's an interesting one to watch out for. Also seeing the sharp money on the Rockets, uh, 15% against the 76ers. That's a bit surprising. Public money on the Rockets, too. Wow. I guess that's the biggest uh, point spread. And the Nuggets have a lot of sharp money on them as well against the Wizards. That totally makes sense. So if you want an edge on the sportsbooks, head to betql.com and enter promo code SGP30 for 30% off your first subscription. That's promo code SGP30 at betql.com. Uh, okay, so let's move on to Thursday previews. We have the Toronto Raptors at Milwaukee Bucks. These two teams played last night. Milwaukee was favored by six, and they lost to the Raptors 124 to 113. Bucks really have struggled to move the ball without Drew Holiday. I expected Middleton to take a step up as distributor. I bet on his uh, player prop. Uh, assists over seven. He was just really disappointed. I think he had one assist last night. Um, uh, Bucks had to heavily lean on Pat Connaughton and all people last night. He had 25 and one. I think he had two blocks as well. Uh, Milwaukee is one and four against the spread in their last five games on a four game losing streak. They've been giving up 123 points per game. This is their first four game losing streaks and Budenholzer became the coach. Uh, Whereas Toronto on the other side, they've been red hot after starting so bad. They're six and three against the spread in their last nine. Ben Bleet had 33 points last night. OG Ananobi ended up playing last night, 27 minutes, uh, 13.7 rebounds. I thought he was still going to be out, but he really slowed down. Uh, Giannis, even though Giannis ended up having 34 points and hit his props over, he did not even come close to his rebounding props of 14 and a half. So uh, he had 18 uh, when OG was out the first time these two teams matched up. Uh, What do you think about this matchup, uh, Milwaukee-Toronto, Zach? Yeah, I I felt like the Bucs have been really struggling on defense too without Drew. Like, I thought the Raptors were really having their way last night. Um, on the offensive end, you know, they were able to shoot over 50% from the field, got a lot, ton of good looks, ton of transition looks. Um, so I was impressed with Toronto. I think I'm going to go back with Toronto here. I kind of like the matchup for them. I thought they, they really are not afraid of the Bucks at all um, and really took it to them and controlled that game last night. Um, 
So I will I will lean to the Buck. I will lean to the Raptors here. I think the Bucks do need to get Drew back. Like I know they're they've been making a big deal out of how much they're experimenting on defense with trying to switch some or mm-hmm. build a more a more playoff sustainable defense, but it's not really paying dividends right now. Um so I I I yeah, I think yeah, I think they've been making a They've been talking about that since the beginning of the season, and it just does not seem to be paying off yet. Yeah, especially like, when are they going to learn this new defense already? Yeah, especially without Drew. And I think for the Bucks, I mean, I was I, I was questioning who says no, Brooke Lopez for Norm Powell. Um, Brooke Lopez for Norm. That's a really good trade. I, ooh. I mean that that does really leave. Who what would end up being the starting five for the Bucks then? I mean, they would they would probably they would move Bobby Portis into the starting in as their starting center. I just think I think and I know the Raptors did want they do want a big, so that was kind of what yeah. I was thinking with that trade. And Norm Powell's an impending free agent, but I think the Bucks still don't know the answer to the question of who's their fifth closer, right? Outside of DiVincenzo, Middleton, Giannis, and Drew, I still think. I don't think Brooke Lopez, that guy, especially if they want to switch. Like, I feel like he, you know, people were, were, were able to, the Raptors were able to get him on a switch and then attack the rim from there. Um, so I, That's I think the, the thing, he was so good on defense last season, but since they've started switching, he cannot keep up. And it was the same thing in the playoffs. Exactly. And, and they want to play that really conservative drop with just leaving him in the paint and then, that's how you end up getting killed by, you know, Duncan Robinson flying off dribble handoffs and there's no one within 10 feet of him because Brooke Lopez still has a foot in the paint. And now the heat are getting wide up in threes all across the floor, bam, bam, slipping stuff like that. So I'm, I'm a little concerned. I mean, I, I've never been that high in the bucks. The nets have sneaky past them in the Eastern conference standings now. And the nets are quietly only one game behind the Sixers. So this is a nets team that could end up with the number. I mean, I expect them to end up with the number one seed in the East, which would be even more dangerous. Um, you know? Yeah. I think I'm, I, I, so, you know, in terms of this game, I like the Raptors again, probably getting what five and a half, maybe a little point half point downgrade off after that last game. Yeah. But uh, watch out because Lowry did tweak his ankle and going out last night. So yes, he did. Yeah. Yes, he did. Check and out the injury report. If he's out, that will change things. Yeah, but, that's a good point. Although I did, I did enjoy them closing that game with uh, they had Boucher and Boucher was a nice uh, piece to contest the rim against Giannis and these guys. And then, you know, Powell Van Vliet, OG was back and OG was looking good. OG had a couple moves that reminded you of why everyone thought he was going to be most improved player this year, um, mm-hmm. getting to the rim and obviously being a menace on defense. Um, yeah. So yeah, that's, that's a lot on that game, but I, I do, I do like the Raptors as a dog. All right, I'm with you, uh, depending on what Lowry does. Moving on, we've got the Nets at Los Angeles Lakers. Uh, huge game. Not sure. You have to check to see if uh, KD and Kyrie are out or not. AD is definitely going to be out. Uh, the Nets are on a four-game win streak, uh, but they're so hard to predict. You see them get up for bigger matchups like the Clippers and the Suns and the Warriors, but then they'll lose to Detroit. And they also lost to Philly. Like they didn't get up for Philly. Why didn't you get hyped? Why didn't they get hyped up for that? It's such a streaky team. Uh, the only thing you can be assured of is their defense will give up a lot of points. They're giving up 122 points in our last three games. The Lakers on the other side are four and eight against the spread in their last 12 beating teams, but not covering. Uh, I think they're five and one without a D though. So that's not as much uh, hasn't made as much of a difference as you would think with Davis being out. He has struggled a little bit for him uh, as far as a D numbers this season. Um, you said you're red hot on uh, these nets. How do you like them matching up against the Lakers? Yeah, obviously injury report going to be big. I think like it, this might be an auto over. I, I And I think the Lakers had gone and correct me if I'm wrong. I think five or six straight to the over or maybe four or five going into last night, which went under, but you know, the fourth quarter Minnesota only scored 20 points. So you don't know the total yet, but I expect this to be a high scoring game. Um, yeah. Well, without Davis there to, to shut down a Durant, if Durant ends up playing, I would, uh, I would definitely think that there's going to be a lot of points scored. 
Yeah, and it's going to be really interesting. I mean, I think the 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 Nets, like you said, they are very unpredictable in that they, you know, they probably had one of the best wins of the season in that game against the Clippers. That was probably the best game of the season so far. Played super up to that spot, and then go out and lose to Detroit, not show up against Philly. But I think this is probably a a game where Brooklyn does get up. Um, I don't know. AD AD being out obviously sucks out a lot of the juice in this matchup and potential for KD and or Kyrie to be out as well. Um, I, I expect what a pick them here. Maybe I, I don't really know. How, like it all depends the, on who's out. It all depends on who's in and out. I, I, mean, I think the Lakers will be favored by at least a couple. Yeah. Yeah. And I think it's going to be interesting to see what this Lakers team, I mean, they're going to have to, they're going to have to survive here without AD. Obviously they were, you know, lost that second half to the nuggets when AD went out in that game, and then were able to get a nice win against, against Minnesota last night. Um, and not a nice win, but just get survived that game. Um, yeah, because Minnesota was leading a lot of that game. Yeah, and definitely want to give a shout out to Anthony Edwards. He's been really good recently. Um, yeah, definitely starting to starting to figure it out a little bit. Um, and yeah, I think I, I would lean to Brooklyn here. Obviously, injury reports going to be key. I think there'll be a lot of points, and think that every star will basically have their way in in this game yeah. <laughs> i don't expect I imagine many that stops. kd and Kyrie do everything they can to come back against lebron yeah yeah i i agree i think you know with the nets they are obviously what's so weird or what's so what's so weird about this big three is there it's they're like the perfect team to survive injuries and stuff like that because even when these guys are out it's just so simple because you have a guy who's used to carrying the load by himself surrounded by shooters and then it's like they're still a pretty good team right like you know no even if as long as one of these guys is on the floor they're so used to doing everything like Harden last night you put joe harris bruce brown deandre jordan around him it's like all right we're, we're still a playoff team with that with that so um yeah that's yeah, still I mean, a little sensitive for me for you to talk about sorry but um i get <laughs> you're right yeah, and I, I was gonna say I I think this this KD hamstring tightness little concerning. I don't know. I mean, I, I I'm always so uh, nervous watching him play just because his legs are so long and they're flying all over the place. And obviously, yeah. he has that bad injury history. Yeah, I'm a, I'd be a little nervous about him too. But um, I don't know. We'll have to say it's hard to predict injuries. But uh, yeah, let's. Uh, until we know more about that, there's not more to talk about with the until we know the injury report. Uh, moving on to our final game, we've got the Miami Heat at Sacramento Kings. This is a back-to-back for the Heat. You have to see how the Heat play tonight. The Kings have had two nights off, having not played since Monday night when they lost to the Nets. Kings are real weird. They're uh, six and eleven against the spread at home. They got real hot, won four straight against Denver, Clippers, Boston, and the Pelicans. Now they've lost four straight to the Nets, Magic, Philly, and Memphis. What are you seeing with the Kings, Zach? Yeah, it's so fun. I mean, I remember about a, two weeks ago we we were saying how the Kings are back. <laughs> yeah, and now four and now four straight home losses. So, yeah, they seem to be in a little bit of, I guess, a funk. I don't really know. I mean. Not, but they started not, off in a funk and then they got red hot. Everybody was talking about De'Aaron Fox as like an all-star candidate. And now they're like in a funk again. Yeah. And, and they got, they got, they got four straight wins against the Pelicans, Celtics, Nuggets, and Clippers. And now they have, they lost to uh, Philly, Orlando, Memphis, and Brooklyn. Um, I think obviously you want to see what happens with Miami tonight. I, I would probably expect the, the heat to be favored by a couple of points here. Um, I would probably lean with, with the Kings just cause I, like I said, I'm not, I'm, Which not, I'm not sure why. Cause the Kings would have a better record still, I think. Yeah. Yeah. The Kings have a better record. Obviously the heat carried that cachet from last year. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, I think the Kings, they, they are very, un- both these teams are really unpredictable. I think this is going to be a, a, a interesting line to see where it comes out. Both, both these teams have, you know, going back to that conversation about the Warriors, like the Heat on any given night could come out and play like the team that made the finals last year, and I wouldn't be surprised. Mm-hmm. And yet they also are not surprising when they lose to the Clippers without Kawhi and PG. So it's like, yeah, you don't. Re- and the same thing with the Kings, like they can be really fun one night and go out and, you know, blow somebody out and De'Aaron Fox and Halliburton look awesome. And then other nights they, they lose by 11 to Orlando at home, <laughs> you know. 
yeah. without Orlando, without even a point guard. So both two very mercurial uh, teams here. Absolutely. And the nice use of the word mercurial. Um, let's say I, I'm going to lean towards the Kings really depends on whether or not Dragic is still out or not. If Dragic comes back, I do like the heat to maybe get hot against the Kings. Um, okay. That is all of what we have on the schedule for today. Um, we're going to take a quick break and we'll be back with my conversation with George Brooks. Let's hear from our sponsors. Better Than Vegas. It's like YouTube, but for what DGENs only care about most. That's sports betting. The best part is you'll be able to get free video picks from the SGPN crew every day. Make sure to subscribe to the SGPN crew page at sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash BTV so you never miss any of our videos. If you're subscribed, you'll get a notification every time a new SGPN video is posted. I know that Munaf is going over there today to post his best player prop for tonight's NBA games. I think that's going to be a, a Joel Embiid player prop, so go make sure to check that out. Plus, George Brooks, who's going to be on the podcast soon, she posts player picks every uh, picks and player picks every Monday. So go to sportsgamingpodcast.com slash BTV to subscribe to our Better Than Dot Vegas page today. That's sportsgamingpodcast.com slash BTV. We're, we're brought to you by Better Edge. Better Edge is a stock exchange for sports bets, allowing you to buy and sell betting positions like a stock market. The best part is it allows you to bet with no big you're buying positions from other sports bettors there is no house you can play for money in 40 states it's sports betting without a vig you literally cannot beat it sign up today at betteredge.com and use promo code sgp for a free ten dollar bet that's b-e-t-t-o-r edge.com promo code sgp and now I am here with George Brooks uh Toronto's super fan and uh, NBA handicapper for SGPN this season. She's been doing a lot of great videos on our Better Than Vegas page. George, how are you doing today? I'm doing great. Thank you for having me. I've enjoyed your videos, and I'm excited for you because the Raptors beat the Bucks last night. How are you feeling about that? Honestly, so thrilled. Uh, it was a really great game. It was like exciting to watch, which is fun, but we also had a little bit of a comfortable lead in the end, which gave me a bit of a reprieve. So I'm, I'm just living on a cloud nine right now. Yeah, I mean, you haven't had a lot of comfortable leads going into the end of the game, especially a team as good as the Bucks. Uh, exactly, exactly. It felt really natural. It felt like what was supposed to be happening. It brings us to the segment that we are talking about today. Uh, I got the idea of since the Raptors are in Florida this season and all three of the teams playing in Florida have been struggling. Uh, I was thinking something along the lines of talking about floundering in Florida or you came up with fuck Florida or don't bet on Florida. And we're essentially going to talk about the three Florida teams. What? Why do they suck? this year or and if they're getting better will they turn it around and what needs to happen for them to turn it around and so we are going to start with your toronto raptors aka the tampa bay raptors how do you feel about people calling them the tampa bay raptors i don't love it <laughs> um <laughs> maybe if you want to compromise we can call them the t dot raptors because toronto before it was the six was called the t dot and you know, Tampa starts with a T, you get it. <laughs> but the I get Tampa it. Bay I Raptors are just, that's a bad team. <laughs> doesn't feel right. It doesn't feel right at all. They are 12 and 16 against the spread so far this season. Started off way slower than anybody expected. Uh, however, they are hot against the spread lately. Six and three against the spread in their last nine games. As we just mentioned, they beat the Bucks last night. Uh, the Bucks have been struggling, but still, that's a good win. Where are you at with this Raptors team? What? Uh, why did they start off slow? Let's start with that. Well, um, they started off slow for so many reasons. The number one reason is that they moved to Tampa within like two, maybe two weeks before they started the season. Uh, so that right there is like jarring. Um, they also don't have a center <laughs> and uh, or they do like Aaron Baines and Chris Boucher. But Aaron Baines, for example, he's starting to play better. And like it's nice to have a center at some like a, a proper center at some points. But the 
not to toot the Raptors horn, but their defensive schemes are really complicated. So to have a really short off season with so many new players, it's really hard to learn all the defensive schemes. And like, I think for Baines, it was really hard for him to like have any chemistry with Kyle or he has the, they, him and Siakam have some terrible chemistry. So that was really hard right there. Um, I think those are really the main two factors because Siakam got off to a pretty rough start, but the main reason he got off to a bad start is because him and Baines had no chemistry and like people would just leave Baines alone and double up on him or like he couldn't get in the paint because Baines was all clogging it up. So anyways, that's a long-winded answer, but a lot of things were working against them. It makes sense. It it almost felt like Siakam and he started playing a lot better but he played poorly in the bubble and he has played poorly at the beginning of the season I was starting to think he just can't play in Florida I mean there's that there's that for sure I think he um (laughs) let it get to him in a way (laughs) that he's now kind of like not really on Instagram and he doesn't like, for example, the day that the Capitol building was stormed, he was asked about and he's like, I am not online. And I didn't really, I kind of knew that was happening, but I didn't really know. (laughs) Wow. That's good. So he's really locked in now. Yeah. Yeah. He's really locked in. Um, And he plays better when Baines is not on the floor. What needs to happen for them to keep turning this around? I know you said that Baines is playing better. That has helped. Um, do they need to trade for a center? And I want to throw out a potential trade idea for you that Zach brought up earlier in this podcast. What if they traded Norman Powell for Brooke Lopez? Do you like that? I think that's a good idea of a trade. I don't like the Lopez brothers too much. Um, sorry, is Brooke on the Wizards? Uh, that's Robin. Oh, okay. Brooke is on the Bucks. On the Bucks. He's the better Lopez. He's the better Lopez brother. Yeah, I mean, that's a great trade. I don't want a Lopez brother on my team, but for no reason whatsoever other than, like, they played for the Bucks when we were, like, in the finals with them. But um, yeah. it's a good trade. It's a good trade. Nor- but here's... It's a good trade. We do definitely need to make a trade for a center. Norm, though, is, like, all offense, really. His defense isn't bad. Like, he's not a hindrance on defense. But... Mm-hmm. it's nice that we have a player that's really good on offense because offense is kind of where we struggle. Like we just go through dry spells. So it is kind of nice to just have someone who can put the ball in the net. Um, mm-hmm. That's something I have to think about. We definitely need to do something. And I, I don't know who else I would really want to trade. I mean, obviously I would love to get rid of Baines. Like what's Boucher. What's up with Boucher? I mean, a lot of people like, NBA Twitter seems to love him, but he still hasn't like stepped up to the point where they feel like they can start him or he's not playing as many minutes as maybe he could. Well, actually, he often starts the second half. It depends on the matchup because Boucher is skinny. He's not like a natural build of a center. So some matchups like against Embiid, he's really not your go to option. He has been coming off the bench, and I think that's just because he's really good in that role, and it's really nice to have some energy off the bench. It also helps. He was just playing. He plays like he can play so well. Sometimes he's our best player. Like he's really stepped up to his new contract, and I really love that he's on our team. I like that he comes off the bench because of the energy. Also, I wouldn't mind if he got sixth man of the year, and if he doesn't come off the bench, that's not going to (laughs) happen. So I'm, I don't disagree. It's not that he's like, it's just, we need a real, we need someone who's like good against those centers that are like a Lopez, you know, like mm-hmm. who do we, you know, we need somebody. Boucher is like so good at blocks, rebounds, but he's not like a body. And, and, but as far as defense, I mean, OG Ananobi has gone next level with his defense. He looked, even though Giannis scored 34 points last night, he looked like he was slowing Giannis down. He was staying in front of him. What are you seeing from OG this year? And has he really st- is he starting to take the step people expected him to? Yeah, he is. He's I really love OG on the team. Like you know, he I think he was out for eight games, and yesterday was his first game back. And he probably first. I mean, I know it looks like Giannis got a ton of points, but he really did stop him a bunch. And he probably would have stopped him more, but he got in early foul trouble. So the second half, he could like be more in the game 
but he had to leave early in the first half. Uh, anyways, mm-hmm. yeah, he's he's great. I don't want him to leave the team. Um, so he, he's uh, oh shoot, what position is he playing? And he they have him at the the, the small forward spot yeah. usually. Yeah, he's good there. He that's where he should be. It's hard because, yep. like, we have a really strong defensive. He's actually starting to really hit his threes, and that's kind of what he was missing for a while, especially at the beginning of the season, because you need that position to, like, hit some shots. And he's great at dunking. Yeah, yeah I like him. I don't want him to leave. He's just great. He's so young, and he's so – he's got – like, he's British, so his personality is so, like, Canadian <laughs> – because we're like a commonwealth. <laughs> yeah, he's 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 it for me. I hope he's on the team for a while. I really want like it to be Fred, Pascal, and uh, OG for like our future. I mean, there has been talk about possibly trading Lowry. How do you feel about that? So I love... I love Lowry so much. I want a statue of him. I Some people are really against trading him. I'm not because, first of all, we're not playing as well as Lowry deserves. <laughs> Second of all, yeah. if Lowry's final thing, final thing he does for the Raptors is get us a great future piece, like a piece we need and that's going to help us in the future, I think that's just such a great legacy. So I'm not totally against it. I think, like, but here's the thing, like, it was like Miami, you know, people were talking about Miami. I'm like, if we trade him for Miami, like we need like Bam back. <laughs> like, I just think what I think he's worth. I don't know. Like I was talking to a Miami person. And she's like, you know, maybe Kelly Olynyk. I was like, what are you talking about? Like, <laughs> so I don't think I also wouldn't mind him playing for an American team. So Americans can be like, you know what? This guy is good because I feel like he gets not the respect he deserves. So anyways, yeah. I'm not against it. Uh, what if they what if they traded him for Tyler Hero? Would you take Tyler Hero? No. I mean, Tyler Hero's age matches up a little better with the timeline of your other stars with OG Siakam and uh uh Fred Van Vliet. Actually, I guess you're right. He hasn't been shooting that well this year, but that might just be like it's a weird year, so it's hard to judge that and he has is getting better defensively. I just He's still averaging about 17 points. I didn't think he was shooting that well either, but Zach pointed that out, that he is still getting up 17 points, which is better than his he was in the regular season last year, just not as hot as he was in the bubble. Oh, interesting. Okay. I didn't realize that. For some reason, I was like, he's just not going. Um, Yeah, I would take him, but I feel like we would need something with him, like maybe... First-round draft pick? Yeah, yes. I would take that. Let's answer the question. Should we start betting on the rap? Um, well, it depends which way you're going to bet. I would. So they're playing the Bucks next next game. I love my Raptors. I don't think they're going to win that game because yeah, they the can't Bucks, beat the Bucks twice in a row. Yeah. And the Bucks are on a four game losing streak. By the way, the last time the Bucks lost four in a row was when they lost to the Raptors in the conference finals four games in a row. Nice. Oh, wow. I just got an alert on my phone that says Bucks exec to run for U.S. Senate. Okay. <laughs> Breaking news. I saw that. <laughs> um, so you can bet on the Raptors not to win that next game. I think it'll be close, though. <laughs> I don't think you should bet on the Raptors yet. I don't think I don't like honestly, they're not They're If you're if you're really if you're like, I have to bet on the Raptors, this is how you should bet on them. They are probably going to win against good teams and lose against bad teams. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) no, I mean, that definitely seems to be the case. Okay, so before we move on to the other Florida teams, quickly make your case for Fred Van Vliet all star. Oh, my God. He Fred Van Vliet should be on the all star team because he's playing so well. Um I mean, everyone's going to say that about their person, but also Fred is like the way Fred plays, the steadiness, the like, just, just the, the chillness of his play should be seen in an all-star experience, like arena. Like people should think of him as an all-star. I'm not saying like that's fun for an all-star game. I'm just saying that kind of player, that kind of undrafted now, like, 
biggest role player on the team, like night after night, he's the most important player on the Raptors should be seen as the kind of player that deserves is like an all-star and more players should start to try and play in that way. Like we need more minds. He's just like a smart man. (laughs) Does he need to have more children to take that next step? (laughs) I would like his next step, and I mean, they, I don't know what their vibe is, but I wouldn't mind if he married his girlfriend. <laughs> I'm a bit of a pro I mean, because he came at, in in their playoff run when they won it all. I mean, he came back from having his children, and he looked like uh, another another player altogether. I totally. I mean, also that kid, Fred Jr., is so smart. He's very what he's got to be two now, and he's already like. He can read the alphabet like he's really smart. I, I mean, I don't know if he needs to have more children. I think just the fact that Fred Jr. exists, he's a bit of a lucky charm. Like when Norm Powell would like hold Fred Jr., he would have a good game. <laughs> and then <laughs> and then Fred's daughter is like a treat. Do you remember that meme where Westbrook was like, it's not a meme. It was like a gif or something. Westbrook's like freaking out. And then they just opposed it with the picture of Fred Van Vliet's little daughter wearing the Raptors jersey yeah. waving by. Like she's also just. Yeah. Fred's a dad. It's like dad basketball. <laughs> like he's like a man. <laughs> well, um, I heard Fred Jr. can do algebra now. So, I mean, he's next level. Oh, really? No, I'm just kidding. Oh, I was <laughs> like, I said the alphabet. What a loser. Uh, <laughs> Moving on. Let's uh, talk about the other big uh, Florida team. We've already mentioned them a couple of times. The Miami Heat. They're 9-17-1 against the spread. 3-9 and nine in their last 12 games against the spread. Everybody expected them to be so much better coming off of their finals appearance. Uh, they've had tons of injury or uh, COVID protocol. Uh, Jimmy Butler was out with a lot of games with COVID. Uh, however, Bam has been playing at an all-star level, and Jimmy has been playing at an all-star level since he's been back. They're having trouble scoring. They are still good on defense. Everybody keeps expecting this Miami team to turn it around. What are you seeing, and what does it needs to happen for them to start winning? I also do think they'll turn it around. I think uh, a lot of it's like such a weird year across the board, not just in Florida. I have been like, I listened to um, some podcasts on the Miami heat (laughs) and, and um, it sounds like their like fans are pretty not impressed with Bam. And I know that kind of happens when somebody gets a big contract, but he actually hasn't been playing that well. Like you said he was, but as far as I've seen, He's been making some weird choices, like when he was um, playing Gobert, like he really didn't give it to him. Like, I feel like sometimes he plays like his size, like he's skinnier and stuff. And I feel like sometimes he plays that way, like he doesn't realize how good he is. Does that make sense? Yeah, all his numbers are up, though. Okay. I mean, I'm, I, <laughs> you're just not just, seeing it from him. Yeah. Like, oh, I know why his numbers are up. Sorry. I was just thinking, I was like, what am I talking about? His numbers are up, but he's getting a lot of those numbers when the game's already lost. Like he's not really um, uh, affecting wins. He's not coming through earlier in the game. It's like late in the game when they're not going to win. Anyways, it's not quite garbage time because obviously Bam's not going to play that, but yeah, he's like not. Um, I, I mean, that's I, I stupidly did not write down this thought, so I'm like trying to remember exactly what I was thinking. Like he does, he is across the board like their highest points, rebounds, and assists guy, but you know, none's their biggest steal guy, and he's not helping nothing either. So. I think that Bam Adebayo actually needs to step up. I don't think he is playing like an all-star. I know his numbers kind of reflect it, but if you watch a game, you're yeah. like, what's happening? Like, the for the Heat to win, like, Kelly Olynyk has to have a good night. <laughs> yeah, I mean, and um, 
I think it's been a big part is Goran Dragic hasn't been playing much, and he was their lead scorer in the bubble last season until the finals. So I think once he comes back, things might turn around. Yeah, like, um, but I agree, except for the fact that he, like, is older. He's kind of, like, injured. If he was playing without injuries... Yes, but I'm worried that he's going to come back for like five games and get injured again. That's fair. That's I fair. also feel um, like okay. the Heat really need like a proper point guard because Jimmy ain't... I don't know why I keep saying ain't. Jimmy isn't really shoot... I mean, he's not... Jimmy's not a point guard, right? He's a forward. Mm-hmm. Um, but they need like... Honestly, if Lowry was on their team... It would change everything. Yeah, I could see that. That would be great to have Lowry on them for. It would be great for Miami, not so great for Toronto, probably. Exactly. Exactly. I do. I. I honestly wouldn't mind if I wasn't a Toronto fan. I wouldn't mind watching Lowry, Bam, and Jimmy. But um. Yeah, I think that they're kind of missing that guy in the backcourt who can just make really smart decisions like their two backcourt guys are who um tyler and robinson who starts for this team tyler robinson or none sometimes starts yeah like that's not that's not a strong enough backbone for your guards so you think they're gonna start turning it around but you don't see it yet I think that Jimmy and Bam are really going to figure it out. Like, obviously, Jimmy being out for so long. Like, Bam played a lot better when Jimmy was out. Even yeah. though I – and I think – so I, what I think is, like, they're going to start to mesh well. Like, I obviously, the shortened offseason really hindered them. The fact that there's been COVID protocol shit all over it. Like, I don't know how Tyler Hero's housemate has gotten maybe COVID twice or – I don't know. <laughs> um <laughs> And then the, why yeah. does he still have a housemate? That's what I don't understand. He's I know. I'm always like, now. excuse me. Uh, um, I think they'll I don't think they can stay this bad for the yeah. whole season, but they do have some things missing. Like when they were playing well in the bubble, it's because like everything was going for them. Um, yeah. And as you said, like, yeah, Tyler's playing well compared to the regular season but like he was playing lights out in the bubble they need that because they need they're kind of almost the opposite of the raptors because the raptors backcourt is really like a a strong spine (laughs) um and i think that miami just like doesn't have that same backbone that you need absolutely absolutely okay so um Keep an eye out for the Heat, but let's not start betting them yet. Let's move on to our final floundering in Florida team, the Orlando Magic, who started off hot and then has just been losing. Uh, they're 12 and 16 against the spread. They lost all their point guards, um, except for Mark Carter Williams is finally back. He uh, provided a little bit of a boost recently, and they brought, they signed Chasen Randall on a two-way contract up from the G League. I have no idea who he really is, but apparently he's been playing good in the G League. Maybe that'll help them. Probably not. I think that the Magic are going to start trading away players uh, for parts. I mean, we've expected them to trade players before, and they haven't, so remains to be seen but they would be smart to trade away their stars maybe they can get a lot for Vucevic uh he has been having arguably the best season of his career even though they've been losing all his numbers up across the board 24 points over 11 rebounds nearly four assists shooting 48 percent from the field and 43 percent from three which is just never never was part of his game before we don't need to talk about the magic they're boring but i have a very important question to ask you so we have two all-star big men in the nba with the first name nicola i bet that that that's something i never expected to hear two badass guys named nicola with uh jokic and vucevic but vooch only has one nickname and it's just vooch but uh jokic has Four nicknames listed on Basketball Reference. I, I think we should take one of these nicknames and give it to Vucevic. Let, tell me which one. Not Joker, obviously, because that's just a play on uh, Jokic. Big Honey, 
Cookie Monster or Yolk? Oh, wow. Not Yolk, because that's like also Yolkich, right? Yeah. Um, I like the I like the honey one. Big honey? Big honey, yeah. I mean, because the... It's just the coolest. I don't know if it applies best to him, <laughs> but it's such a good nickname. I would want it. I think we, if they don't use it nearly enough for Jokic either, so they should give it to Vucevic, big honey. I think it just means like big smooth guy, but uh, I don't know. Yeah, I mean, especially since he's having such a smooth season. Okay, well, uh, thank you for talking about these horrible Florida teams. Where can people find you? Um, you can find me at Georgia Brooks everywhere uh, on Instagram, Twitter. I'm also, I make those videos we were talking about on Better Than Vegas. So if you check out Sports Gambling Podcast Network on there, you'll see me. I'm a little woman. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> um, anyways, you'll, you'll, I'll stand out is what I'm saying. <laughs> <laughs> I'm the little woman on there. <laughs> Oh, my God. Yeah, anyways, that's where you can find me. All right, great. Well, thank you so much for joining us, and we'll have you back soon. Basketball, give me, give me, give me the ball, because I'm gonna dunk it! Basketball, give me, give me, give me the ball, because I'm gonna dunk it! It's finally spring, and I'm saying goodbye snow, hello adventure. And during the Honda Dream Garage Spring Event, you can get epic deals on your favorite Honda model. Ready to get rugged? Then take the off-road in an all-wheel drive Honda SUV, like the CRV, HRV, Pilot, Passport, or redesigned Ridgeline. Want to take a spring road trip? Then check out a fuel-efficient turbocharged Civic or Accord. Say goodbye to winter and hello to a new Honda. Don't miss huge savings during the Honda Dream Garage Spring Event. Now at your local Honda dealer.